Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, Malachi Black has arrived in AEW. The embarrassing WWE reason that Alistair Black was able to debut on AEW last night. A fan tried to invade the ring during Dynamite last night. Bad move. And Britt Baker shoots on WWE and Saudi Arabia. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And it's coming home. Sorry, and this is the news. <laughs> Anyway, right, so the former Alistair Black, he is all elite, it seems. He debuted on last night's episode of Dynamite, the Road Rager special, as Malachi Black, his new ring name. Not Tommy End, not Alistair Black, Malachi Black. So it was an in-ring segment with Arn Anderson and Tony Schiavone. Arn was firing the crowd up when the lights cut out for the second time in the evening. Curious, that. Mm. Um when they came back on, who was standing in the ring but Malachi Black, who uh, knocked the crap out of Arn Anderson with the kick we used to call the Black Mask. Don't know what that's called now. But then Cody Rhodes got involved oh. as well, because that's what you do when you debut at AEW, isn't it? You beat <laughs> Cody up. So many people have done it, from Brody Lee to the Butcher and the Blade. Uh, but mm. Cody came in and he got a taste of the boot himself. Another black mass for him. And Malachi left standing in the ring. He had a little bit of face paint down the side of his cheek. He had the the one contact lens that he had in uh, his last few WWE appearances. And while AEW haven't done the is all elite graphic thing on Twitter yet, uh, you can only imagine it's a matter of time because they've already released a t-shirt for the guy uh, and everything else. So this comes on... Well, probably like seven or eight hours after uh, Black released a vignette mm. that he'd self-produced, presumably. He's in a mental asylum. It's like four or five minutes long. Uh, he introduces his new ring name. He kills a couple of dudes. It's uh, very Lucha Underground. It's probably the most Lucha Underground <laughs> thing I've seen since Lucha Underground stopped being a thing. Uh, but yeah, that made the internet before the debut. The debut went over really well in the building. Uh, I'm not going to go into the, the you know the mechanics behind the debut because that would be stealing your story, Adam. Uh, <laughs> but it went over well and uh, it was certainly very impactful. Yeah, exactly. A thrilling debut on AW Dynamite last night. Uh, as you mentioned, the lights uh, went out early on in the night during the Cody Rhodes uh, QT Marshall strap match. Coincidence, as you say? Mm, who knows? But regardless, yeah, really impactful. And whether he's Alistair Black <laughs> or Tommy End or Malachi Black, that's just great to see him back in a wrestling ring. But I'm going to jump ahead now, Andy, straight to my story because it, I, I'm in a giddy mood, obviously, today. But this actively made me go, ha! when I read it today, because you may be thinking, wait a second, 
I know we were talking about Alistair Black a while ago, or speculating maybe him and that story around someone negotiating getting out of their WWE 90 day no compete clause early. Well, it turns out that wasn't the case because WWE are completely incompetent, basically. And it's a clerical mistake, an embarrassing clerical mistake that has led to this being able to happen. He was, of course, released, Alistair Black, that is, on the 2nd of June. That should mean, with the 90 day no complete, the 31st of August is the first time you can see him for any other promotion. Except for the fact that, according to PW Insider's Mike Johnson, WWE just straight up forgot to change his 90-day no-compete clause, or as I should say, his 30-day no-compete clause to a 90-day no-compete clause when he went from NXT to the main roster in 29. They straight up forgot. So, yeah, it's not this amazing bit of negotiations and good on John Laurinaitis' part for letting him go early. No, they just crap at their jobs in WWE, but I don't care because I really enjoyed what happened with him last night in AEW, Andy. Yeah, that's that's kind of wild, isn't it? That's kind of wild that something like that would slip through the net. But in major organizations, I guess, where you have hundreds and hundreds of employees, mistakes are going to get made uh, every now and then. So it's just kind of weird. Usually, you know, a clerical mistake, you think, oh, someone's put the wrong, someone's put the wrong day of the week on this yeah. minute of the meeting or whatever. Or, oh, what do you mean you didn't get any sugar in my coffee when you went to Starbucks, you know? <laughs> um, so it's kind of strange to see this materializing in the real world. But hey, man, it's good for, it's good for Malachi Black, isn't it? He can get back yeah. to work straight away. He doesn't to sit around for another two or three months or whatever he can just go in there uh get back to wrestling what he wants to do what he does best um good like if i was him i would be absolutely delighted uh, about this clerical mistake so yeah I was I the only one thinking, Andy? Ah, oh, that's why they wanted to re-sign him so they could fire him, but with a ninety-day no-compete clause this time. <laughs> imagine, imagine you're back. Oh no, here's another ninety days. See you later, pal. <laughs> that would be very cruel. Uh, but you know, it's WWE. Sometimes, sometimes they do these things. Um, right. So. The Jericho oh. and MJF segment last night, right? We're not going to talk about the content of the segment or anything else. But... Mama MJF is a saint, Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. How dare you say that, Chris? Fight me. Don't don't fight me. I would lose. Um, like like the fan who invaded yeah. the ring at the start of the segment. Uh, he would have almost certainly lost as well. So Jericho came down. Uh, the music had just cut out, but the arena was singing Judas. That's, you know, that's a thing. Uh, and as we know, in life, there are three golden rules. Number one... Don't tug on Superman's cape. Number two, it's never coming home. And number three, <laughs> don't interrupt Chris Jericho when people are singing Judas. This guy got onto the ramp, which was on the same level uh, as, the, as the ring, made a fuss on the outside. Some security tried to hold him back. Jericho saw this, got really pissed off. It looked like he tried to take a swing at the guy. He got out of the ring, he kind of shoved him, and the incident was dealt with. Now, both MGF and Jericho dealt with this. MGF kayfabe this really well. Yeah. Straight away, he said something along the lines of, hey, if any other you other hillbillies want to come in the ring and test me, go ahead. Something along those lines. And then Chris Jericho kind of ethered the guy. <laughs> <laughs> later in the segment I won't repeat that line um, but this happened now PW Insiders Mike Johnson has reported that this wasn't a work it wasn't in the script it was just a thing that happened which raises obvious security questions but my goodness Adam Wilborn how stupid do you have to be to try and invade the ring right I mean come on just yeah exactly what a knobhead what yeah, are you thinking what uh, and yeah, quite rightly just got tackled down by security uh Chris Jericho took a swing and uh, it, it just it don't if you go to a wrestling show have a great time shout and scream and, and have a great time and wear a mask if necessary don't 
don't try and get involved. These are professional wrestlers. Yeah, man. Like, so impossible. Like, so impossibly stupid. I cannot fathom the thought process that goes into some- They must have been really drunk, right? They must have been, yeah, yeah. let's go. I've had seven fights. Well, let's I go. Time. Yeah, I could take on Chris Jericho, no problem. But uh, no, I have no sympathy for this, this this guy. As long as he's not like seriously hurt after the incident or whatever. Um, a crazy thing to see play out on a show, and I hope that that security is tightened up so that this never happens again. Because yeah, bad. I thought we all learned when someone got their ass handed to them by Earl Hebner that that's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, continuing on with the theme of AEW Dynamite last night. Goodness me, Britt Baker. Um, Calm down. I'm just going to pump the brakes on the comment section. How about we all take caps lock off for a second? Because, <laughs> yes, shots were fired on Dynamite last night towards WWE. Britt Baker uh, was talking uh, about Nyla Rose and, and Vicky Guerrero and their, their tag match last week where she uh, got powerbombed through a table. And the fact that Vicky had sort of parlayed her signing of Andrade into a match like that via, her, you know, Tony Khan effectively owing her a favour. I'm just going to read you what Britt Baker said because Oh, goodness me. Reaper's <laughs> knee exploded in a clearly calculated attack, and I almost died in a two-on-one ambush after being powerbombed <laughs> through a table. But hey, you have Andrade El Idolo, so enjoy your blood money. Maybe next week, AEW Dynamite can run in Saudi Arabia. Hello, uh, police. Like to report a murder? Goodness me, Andy Murray. This, uh, woo, this woke me up this morning. Oh man, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to have a very normal one over this, like they had with the Eddie <laughs> Kingston thing the other week. But uh, hey, listen, you know my stand. I like stuff like this. I think it's fun. It, you know what? It was fun when Shotzi Blackheart did that thing with the bed after Chris Jericho's fall, right? And you know what else would be fun if Paul Heyman or Roman Reigns on this week's episode of SmackDown made a comment about a fan coming in the ring or something, yes. right? This stuff is fun. I swear to goodness, the wee guys who complain about this stuff and go, ah, you can't do this, you can't talk crap about other promotion. I swear to God, none of you would have ever survived a day during the Monday Night Wars. Oh. This stuff is petty, it's bollocks, it's completely unnecessary, oh. but it's good banter. More of this, please. And hey, listen, if you don't want to be ribbed for making questionable business dealings, don't make questionable business yeah. dealings. <laughs> Simple. It's anyway. really easy. Uh, but yes, Britt Baker spitting fire on last night's AEW Dynamite. Right, let's move on to your Twitter questions at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, first question today comes from Silverblade, who says, in light of this amazing Euros tournament, what is one wrestler versus footballer matchup you would love to see? Uh, Silverblade's is Zlatan Ibrahimovic versus Marco Stunt. Have the, have the Euros really been amazing, Silverblade? <laughs> amazing? Uh, Last I heard, they were uh, actually cancelled after the first group stage game. But um, <laughs> to answer your question in good faith, the matchup for me is the man of the tournament, not the player of the tournament, but the man of the tournament so far, Giorgio Chiellini. Versus yes. the only, because he's the only man in the world who could probably silence MJF with a little headlock and a ruffle of the hair. Him and MJF, that's my pairing. I was, we were talking before this about who we were going to pick. Sergio Ramos, who's a, a particular favourite of all of us at What well, apart from you and all of us at What Culture. <laughs> yeah, uh, him versus Jungle Boy in the best babyface versus heel dynamic you'll ever see might be a good one. Or I've just thought, Andy, what about Dexter Loomis versus Pepe? Oh my oh, days, what about that? I've got, I've got one for you Ray Phoenix versus Raheem Sterling to see who the better diver is. 
Stonewall penalty for me. Second question today comes from Kentucky Beaver Slap, who says, uh, with Justin Roberts introducing the Pinnacle in a Circle match as a trios match instead of a six-man tag, are we getting trios titles before the end of the year, Andy Murray? I'll pop myself with my own bad joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think we will. Uh, Cody Rhodes on his last media call was like, he didn't even bother hiding it. He was like, yeah, we might be introducing some new titles. Hint, hint, we've got a lot of factions <laughs> in AEW. Um, so I think we will see it sooner rather than later. You've got an extra hour of television coming in uh, from next month. Yeah. You need to yeah. fill, you need some stuff to fill that extra hour. Uh, here we go, trios titles. Let's do it. Time is right. Loads of, loads of people, loads of trios, loads of options. Uh, and you're right about Justin Roberts last night. As soon as he said trios, my massive satellite dish ears perked up even more than they are now, if you can believe that. So yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe so. I thought it was going to happen the other month when they tweeted that like close-up image of a belt and everyone went, oh, I got trio titles. And they went, no, just a replica belt for sale. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, speaking of the game last night, very, very quickly, Andy. Excellent free kick by Denmark. No hate on that. Um, did you... I mean, I'm, I'm I'm going the same way as this poor lad. So, uh, um, did you, as a man with no hair, look at the lad who scored that free kick? And when he ruffled his hair back and revealed that, what can only be described as a widow's peak, and then they said he was 21, did you think, poor bastard, we've all been there? <laughs> it was uh, an unwanted flashback to the Andy Murray of 12 years ago. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. Andy Murray <laughs> and Simon Miller just going full norm on that one. Right, final question today comes from Boogeyman, who says... Uh, hey guys, a lot of people want Hangman to lose the first match with Kenny, but how do you think he should lose to create the most drama? Thanks, guys. Oh, and also hashtag Vivo Azoro, hashtag Italy, Italy, England on the final. Yeah, best of luck to all of our Italian viewers, but unfortunately, it's coming home, or at least fingers crossed. We're in the final, who cares beyond that? But anyway, <laughs> what do you reckon? Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page confronting Kenny Omega for the first time last night. Yeah, I agree. It's coming to Rome. Uh... <laughs> I, I don't think Hangman should lose. I think he should go over. The crowd were so hot last night. I don't think you need that other that other hurdle. This goes against everything I've said in the past. I've changed my mind listening to the crowd over the past few weeks and, and feeling out the angle and everything mm -hmm. else. The, the timing is right there. They're gagging for that title. They're gagging for Paige to hold the title. And you don't give instant gratification in wrestling. That's not how it works. You you delay things and throw hurdles and, and uh, you know, uh, hold things off until you can maximize it. I think they can maximise it now. I, I, let's do it. Pull the trigger. Yeah, I, I, I'm sort of in between on this one because, like you say, I, I love the bit where he sort of stumbled at the final hurdle, effectively, and then missed out on a title match at the pay per view as a result with Hangman Page recently. And I'm looking at the clock and going, it's still just under two months until All Out, so you've got a lot of time. But it also really fits this Kenny Omega and the Elite Housery to yeah. just put it off and put it off and put it off and. You know, the fact you've got Fighter Fest and Fighter Fest Night 2 and Fight for the Fallen and stuff, it's just more opportunities for me for him to get out of it rather than, you know, a low blow or a grabbing of the tights. You don't need to water this down anymore. Like you say, just just keep it bubbling over. I, for one, thought, oh, you know, when crowds come back, will he still get the same reaction? Then we saw what happened uh, at the last pay-per-view at Double or Nothing and we saw what happened last night. Yeah, it's exactly right, Andy. You don't need to... to, to, to Sometimes wrestling's really easy and straightforward to book, yeah. and that's exactly what you need to do. Let's move on to today's and finally, and this wonderful piece of fan art from Human Person on Twitter. I'm not <laughs> sure if you've seen this, Andy Murray. It is Human Eddie Person. Kingston with his best tag team partner. I'm not talking about John Moxley. I'm not talking about Penta El Zero Miedo. Please let this be a thing, AEW. Eddie Kingston on one side and his tag team partner, Andy Murray, 
Paddington Bear. <laughs> okay. Well, he was representing the bad news bears at Double or Nothing, wasn't he? So when it comes to bears, Eddie Kingston has prior. So you know, Yes, exactly. Uh, let's know your thoughts on that and all today's news stories and football coming home. Uh, in the comment section down below, don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Lots to talk about. On our AEW Dynamite review later on today with myself and the Danny Boys. Plus, let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there, follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at. Hello, uh, yes. <laughs> you can follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for. Hello, is that is that, is that the HR department? Yeah, yeah, he, he, he's done it again. It's he, <laughs> very upsetting. Uh, yeah, okay. Sort him out, please. Thank you. Uh, it also stands for Harry Kane. Uh, you Shut can follow up. me at Adam Wilborn. I'm going to get serious now before we finish up. Follow me at Adam Wilborn and send me any Twitter questions because I've got an interview this afternoon that absolutely rules the former Everise. I'm going to be chatting to them. The video will be out in the next few days. It'll also be available as a podcast, this interview. But if you want any questions asked to them, at Adam Wilborn or just send it at WhatCultureWWE on Twitter for that. We made it through, Andy Murray. My thanks to Andy. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> What a day. And we will see you soon. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't, right? Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.